0: How should we design learning experiences that are engaging and relevant? Um,
1: From an early learning perspective, I think um, we've kind of designed and followed the lead of the child for a long, long time. What does that mean, following Um, the lead of the child? So if they wanted to play with Mm Play-Doh, we went and got Play-Doh. If Mm -hmm. they needed a place where they could get a hug, (laughs) <laughs> we responded in that way. If they um, needed support with doing a puzzle that maybe was too hard, mm-hmm. we were you know, always thinking about children first and what could be that next um, experience that we could provide.
0: And so you are you're already starting from a very sort of learner-centered or, or learner-led mm-hmm. um, kind of environment. Um, do you find that that creates engagement and, and relevancy?
1: Well, I, um, I definitely think that it does. I think of our the structure of our day in early learning, mm-hmm. um, that the children have 70 minutes. They come to school for two hours and 45 minutes. 70 minutes is child-directed. Mm-hmm. So the teacher facilitates that learning by intentionally placing materials um, in the learning environment that are intriguing mm-hmm. and will spark children to come and Well, what is that? How does that work? And um, so we did some work over the last two years of looking at our, we call it, substantial portion of the day. And mm-hmm. what was happening? What was the teacher interaction that was happening at that time? How did you guide children, follow their lead once they um, showed you what they were interested in and passion, so it was like a such a um, logical next step to then be looking at well, what does it mean about engaging learning experiences? Mm. So what is it to be engaging to play at the water table? It's not just playing with the water. <laughs> how how do we make that? A meaningful, um, experience. a meaningful experience, and it's about a teacher um, knowing what a child is um, demonstrating. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. Not, you know, young children don't, don't always um, verbally say what they're thinking, yep. but you watch and you respond to them and then answer ask questions. Sometimes it's just a hmm,
0: well. That and those of us who have had children, my youngest is two. And so just sort of right in there, even though I know that he can't verbalize everything that he's thinking about, you can see them making meaning. And uh, something I want to come back to uh, around the idea of like intentionally designing the classroom and placing things in the space. How do you support teachers in making those decisions?
1: Well, we've done a lot of work around um, using our our content standards Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to help us think about um, young children and what would be topics that they um, you know learning about their world animals, plants, places and then thinking about how the learning environment can um, be created in a way that they can start to play and act out Mm -hmm. some of that learning so we've done things like turning the housekeeping into a veterinarian hospital, and you know, the animals coming in. It's got the calendar to make
0: the appointments, and so it's yeah. almost reimagining the spaces you already have in new ways. Yes. Yeah, I really like the sort of the that focus then on the the teacher then becomes designer almost, right? Right, mm-hmm. um, and so the the structure that you've created for, for kids in the 70 minutes. What do you feel like are the most important things that a teacher can be doing um, as that sort of facilitator in order to make sure that it is engaging and, and relevant?
1: I think that we have to be so intentional in what we are placing in the
0: environment, mm. in,
1: intentional in watching and observing and responding to children. And to be thinking about, um, What are they showing us that they're trying to figure out and then how do I either put something else there? I can give like an example, we were um, doing a balls and ramps um, activity and these little girls, it was like three days, they kept coming back. They were trying to make a ramp that went from the table across and they kept stacking the little square blocks, and it took them 20 of them to get up to where they ran. And we would just put a large box out there to see if maybe, hmm, how would this work? No, they were still going to stack those blocks. And eventually they were like, hmm, they keep knocking down. we got to try something different. But to be putting those things where they have to do, the thinking, yep. and to not jump in and expect um, an end product, per se, but um, kind of rejoicing. I love just rejoicing in the process mm-hmm. they go through, figuring it out, yeah. and to delight when you talked about your two-year-old, to mm-hmm. be watching, and you're just like, oh my gosh, they just figure that out right before my eyes
0: absolutely I mean it's it's amazing to see and uh, I think one of the most interesting things about ECE in general is just how concrete a lot of the very abstract things that happen later in in your school career can be you know you were just yeah. talking about persistence and you know okay. what some people would call grit right like mm-hmm. you like you have to be able to problem solve to, to try and figure out uh, another way to come at this problem in order to get the solution yes. that you want
1: oh, and i just love that you went to persistence because um, <laughs> we have um one of our objectives that we monitor is approaches to learning yep. and that is my absolute favorite in people call me a nerd because I always say, this is my favorite, because it is about persistence. It's about flexibility, creativity, that problem solving And you just see them doing that. And you just become such a a kid watcher Mm -hmm. that you are noticing, oh my gosh, that was persistence. And look at how they problem solved to that without having to try every single solution to something.
0: Right, and you're not making a lesson plan on persistence, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you are are creating that opportunity for students to experience persistence.
1: And and I think about um, young children and um, even, like, labeling, noticing and naming what you see. So it can be, wow, you were really Problem solver. Mm -hmm. You've tried that three different ways. Good for you. And just them hearing us talk like that, Mm -hmm. pretty soon you hear them saying, I'm a problem solver. That's right. Did you see me? Blah, blah, blah. And it becomes that expectation and that just, um, I don't know whether it's expectation, but you just know that that's.
0: What they can be and yeah. what we want them to be. Well, and I think that gets at sort of the role of the teacher in the classroom a little bit too, where you are saying, like, one of the primary roles is to uh, notice and name the things that kids are already doing, right? You are a, a you said kid watcher. I love mm-hmm. that. The mm-hmm. idea that you are um, almost a, an archaeologist in your own <laughs> classroom, sort right. of discovering with the kids um, what they're capable of.
1: And you just. With this age, you have to just know them well and what they can do and what they're trying to do Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then to be able to respond to that. And um, it's about relationships with young children, um, relationships with their families. I also feel like I've spent my entire career um, with children under the age of six, working with their families, their teachers, and what a privilege it is to be that first teacher that they, in that first face of APS right. or wherever, and to be able to share, um, oh, well today Ben did this, and for that parent to just be like, wow, that teacher knows that, him mm-hmm. so well, and, and shares that, and what a relationship that, that starts.
0: And well, I love the, the frame there of, um that it is a privilege to -hmm. to serve kids and to, to, you know, be that first phase.
1: It's a privilege and such a responsibility. Absolutely, absolutely
0: right. Um, So that's sort of the the answer to this question, but I I am super interested in the questions that folks want to ask. And so is there a question that you feel like has been gnawing at you, or that you have been thinking a lot about um, and would love to answer together as a, as a large community?
1: Probably my biggest um, question or just another area that we need to keep growing is um, to continue with our school leaders to um, develop our understandings together about what could be happening in an early learning classroom. What so the, play looks yep. like and what um, we what we would want to see. And as we mm-hmm. go down this path of you know, um, designing, engaging learning, whether that looks like an in, an investigation or a project, the process that young children will go mm-hmm. through to be able to do that kind of learning and to be alongside principals, other teaching partners, are K-12, um, that we get them into preschool classrooms and beyond saying, oh, aren't they so cute and look at that. And yes, yes they, they are. are. <laughs> and then you have to say, but did you just see this? Did you just hear what they said about the story? Mm-hmm. Did you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that that question almost becomes, you know, what, what role do school leaders play in establishing the learning culture from the early exchanges? Mm-hmm. You know, what does play look like in your school what does early learning look like in your mm-hmm. school those questions are essential for for folks who um, should be able to come in and observe just like the the teacher can and um, and support teachers in doing that too mm-hmm. I think that's really valuable
1: and not just in pre-k really to be thinking of early learning as really preschool well. We even have infants and toddlers, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. that it starts with um, the babies and goes all the way up to fifth grade. So how do we make sure that we are providing the best, engaging, while academics are certainly key and we need to do that, but without engaging them in ways that make them think and be curious well, you can't well, get they, to you the academics. get to the academics. And I think, you know, sometimes we think the academics is the way to do it. And, hmm. you know, so I'm excited to give this a go. Mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. come on down. Let's look and see what's happening when we think about well, what's rigor for a three-year-old. What's, we'll show what what's, what's rigor.
0: I love that. Yeah. I love so. that. Uh, well, I really appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you so you, much.
1: Thank you.